Hello and welcome to Dad Educates Daughter on all things 80s music, series 3, episode 16. Hello Rebecca, are you there? Hello Dad, I am indeed, you okay? I am. So um, this week you had, so we've we've actually finished, um, but this week you had groups that I'd not really thought were well, forgotten or not even come across. Or, well, some of them I hadn't heard of, if I'm honest. Um, some of them I didn't think had hits in the 80s, like the Rolling Stones, because, as you'll yeah. find out, their time was much earlier. And, um, yeah, some groups I had forgotten. Like, the only ones really this week that I can honestly say I had heard of is Sad Cafe. The oh. others... I hadn't even heard of so other so the Rolling I mean, Stones. You've heard of Rolling Stones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolling. Right, so I was about yeah. to say the Rolling Stones. I just I didn't see them as an eighties. Right, I thought they okay. were long finished, you know. Um, but the Gibson Brothers, Air Supply, and Rush, I hadn't even heard of. Ah, okay. Okay. Have you listened to any of the songs? I've I've listened to them now, um, and I have I've. Heard, heard of the songs or yeah. some of them but yeah. um the groups i mean they're songs that are, i suppose like you had been up till now with 80s um so the classic one was come on eileen you said obviously you know it wouldn't have a mm. clue who sang it yeah. um and with you that was the same with come a chameleon did you know of culture club and what have you beforehand yeah i knew of culture oh, okay. club. yeah 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 okay. But yeah, Dexter's with Dark Runners, obviously, you hadn't. Um, and um, I suppose that's like this, Air Supply and Rush, uh, probably the more, the the bigger two. I've, yeah, no, not heard of them. Hadn't come across them. Uh, yeah. I suppose as well, because I, that their music isn't what I was into. Their mm. music doesn't appear, or certainly not on any that I've seen or oh, can recall, on any 80s compilation tapes or Okay. cds or whatever you want to say um mm. so yeah whereas sad cafe as i said i'd had heard of them but yeah i'd forgotten about them okay yeah one thing i was going to say this week was that i swear i know loads of music without even realizing because i have no idea who sings it and like mm -hmm. like you've just said like common eileen was an example like there's been loads throughout our three yeah. series so far and this week is like exactly the same with yeah. uh, i was at oh i know this song no idea who, like i didn't have a clue the only people i'd heard of was rolling stones yeah so just to recap although i've probably now mentioned them all you had rolling stone rolling stones you had gibson brothers you had air supply you had rush and you had sad cafe so Let's talk music. Oh, any number ones? I don't think these are top charters. And for them not to be on any compilation tapes or anything, they can't be that big. So I've gone yeah. for out of push. I think there might be maybe one. But then I'm also like, from what you've been saying, they're not on any compilations. I want to go. There's none. Okay. Which one would you have gone with? Um, I would have gone with uh, Rush with tom sawyer okay so no there is no number ones 
And um, we shall find out where Rush Tom Sawyer actually came. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk music. Let's talk the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're rock, but yeah. I'm like maybe a bit of indie rock, country rock, just uh -huh. rock. Thought I'd have a go at choosing some sub genres there. They are a classic band, a classic rock band. They look um, like rock stars. Mm -hmm. Again, these prove that you don't have to be a good singer to lead a band. Like if you're in a band and you've got good musicians behind you, doesn't really matter what you sound like, not gonna lie. Um they're, a lot of their songs are very simple lyric wise. So again, it focuses on the talent of the musicians with the drums and the guitars and whatever else they've got in there. Um I prefer their later stuff, whether that's I don't know whether all the ones that you're giving me are their eighties hits or whether anywhere before, but the further on we go, the less rock they sound. It's less harsh. So I preferred that. Um, they do a lot of live performances with their videos. Um, so nothing really stood out there. But they like a bright shirt, uh, baggy clothing, just simple shirt trousers, like your standard rock star look. Um, they always look high. So I'm like, maybe they were into drugs. And then I got thinking, is this the band with Mick Jagger in it? Is yes, this it is. Yeah, okay. And another question was, you know, obviously they're Rolling Stones. Are they linked to the magazine Rolling Stones? Oh, I don't know. I think it no, I, don't, I think that was just called Rolling Stone, but I might be wrong. Okay. But then for you not to know, you've not come across anything, so maybe they're not. Mm. I just thought. That no, way. I think it was just called Rolling Stone after. Okay. Because of who but they they're were. not directly linked to it. I don't think so. Not that I'm aware. Oh, okay. No. All right. Okay. So Rolling Stones were Mick Jagger on vocals, Keith Richards on guitar, Bill Wyman on bass, Charlie Watts on drums, and Brian Jones on guitar. Although it later became Ronnie Wood on guitar. We will go into that. Okay. So I've not gone into them in detail. As I say, they're not an 80s group as such. Mm -hmm. um, so they were formed, as you'll find out now, they were formed in 1962. Oh, I thought they so, were 70s. No. Oh, and they, they were formed in London and they are a rock band. Oh, just oh right. There's just, a with my... So, Brian Jones, a founding member, assembled the band and named them. He was also the primary leader. So he founded them and he named them. Okay, so he's like, ah, oh, that's weird because Mick Jagger's like the biggest name. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as you'll find out in a minute, though. But he was so he was the primary leader, and he drove their sound as well. So how they sounded, um, okay. and their image. So how they looked. So he drove oh, pretty much everything. Everything. Yeah. You know? um, however, it was Jagger and Richards who were the creative face behind the band. So they wrote the songs. 
Ah, so there you go. But this alienated Jones a bit. I suppose he wanted control, whereas he didn't have full control with, I suppose, him writing the songs. Yeah. Um, he's everything behind it, but he's not actually... Yeah. So alienated Jones, who had developed by this time a drug addiction that interfered with his ability to contribute. Oh. So although oh. he wanted to... Yeah. He wasn't in that position to be able to because of um, drugs. Um, so Jones left in 1969. Oh, so he was so, for that biggest chunk then. No. And then not long after, he was found dead um, after being found motionless at the bottom of a swimming pool, or his swimming pool, uh, by his Swedish girlfriend, Anna Rulin. God. So Brian Jones died aged 27, and it was noticed his heart and liver were greatly enlarged by past drug and alcohol abuse. So sad. That's my. So his death was recorded as death by misadventure. And then Mick Jagger replaced Jones in the band until 19. Sorry, Mick Taylor. Mick Taylor replaced Jones in the band until 1974 when he quit the band right. and um, was replaced by Ronnie Wood, who had previously been in the Jeff Beck group. Funny enough, Jeff Beck's just been in the news because he's just passed away. Um, okay. And Faces, along with Rod Stewart. So Rod Stewart was in the Jeff Beck group and Faces before he went solo. And he was with Ronnie Wood, who I then, as I say, Ronnie became Wood. the Rolling Stones guitarist. Oh. So the band's first number one was It's All Over Now in 1964. Hey. And literally that was their most um, best period. So 1964 oh, okay. to 1969. They released 13 singles, which all charted inside the top 10, with oh eight God. of them being number one. Wow. So with, what was his name? Brian. Brian jo and so Brian Jones would have been in the group because he left in 69. So, so between 64 and 69, which was their most successful commercially, at least. Yeah. Um, they, As I say, they released 13 singles in that in that, in that between state. 64 yeah. and 69 and every one of those singles got in the tide the top 10 that is and amazing of which eight of them were number one that is amazing but it also so, shows yeah. maybe that brian jones was like the best thing for them and they or well know. yeah i suppose you can look at it two ways that was their pinnacle as in writing music yeah, um, well. their pinnacle as far as fan base commercial, or at least, I mean, you'll always have a big fan base with yeah. the, the Rolling Stones. I mean, even when they toured recently, they were selling out stadiums. But I suppose um, commercially for people buy, going out and actually buying their, their singles, that was their, when they were at their peak, obviously. Um, so, yeah, Brian Jones obviously had a big, oh, you know, yeah was a big yeah definitely a big part of it because um he was a member of that group and he 
you know, let's not forget he was the the founder. He was the one who called, you know, decided on the name. He was the one who decided on what music um, pathway they were going to take, mm. as well as their image. So yeah, yeah. definitely a big big thing. But I suppose as always with success comes money, and he blew his on drugs. Yep. Um, but as they said back in the sixties and seventies, six, you know, rock, sex, sex, and drugs are rock and roll. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. But I mean, that's quite impressive to release thirteen singles okay. and all in the tip and then have eight number ones. Yeah. Um, so all in all, um, the Rolling Stones had twenty-one top ten singles. When you think thirteen of them were in that period, at that time, yeah, they had. 41 wow top 10 albums now funny enough i haven't written down every one of the 41 i've just stuck with the 80s ones which they still had quite a few bear in mind i'm thinking i i'd you know obviously i'd heard of them but not as an 80s that and you'll find out they had what one two three four six albums in the 80s alone wow and Um, when did they break up like, how long did they go on for? Uh, I don't know if they have actually broken up. So I don't think they've so actually they've ever announced that they've that they've broken up. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, obviously, um, uh, Charlie Watts has since left. Um, Bill Wyman, I'm pretty certain, has died, or Charlie Watts has died. Um, so... Um, you know, there's there's lots of um, things that have obviously changed within it. Um, so, no, sorry, Bill Wyman is still alive. Uh, Charlie Watts has died. He died in 2021, so last... last no, two, two, two years ago. Two years now. Oh. Um, Keith, Keith Richards is still alive. And... Um, Obviously, Ronnie Wood's still alive, and so is Mick Jagger. Um, however, it, the, the so um, Charlie Watts left, and obviously, as I say, since passed away. Bill yeah. Wyman left. I think Bill Wyman left first, and um, so all that's left now is uh, Mick Jagger, Keith, Keith Richards, and Ronnie Wood. And you said that they've toured recently. They toured recently because they were selling out. They were selling that's- out stadiums. So yeah. That's mad. Yeah. Good going. Good on them. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, so they've had 13 number one albums as well. Of oh, those wow. 41. And are any of so, them yeah. the six from the 80s that you've got? So 1980, Emotional Rescue, got to number one in the UK album chart. Right. 1981, Tattoo You got to number two in the 1980 in the in the um, UK album chart. Wow. 1982, Still Life got to number four. 1983, Undercover got to number three. So they're literally releasing an album every year in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, they didn't 85. Although I'm guessing they recorded one, which was Dirty Work, which was released in 86. Got to number four, and then also released in '86, which makes me think that Dirty Work 
was recorded in 85, released at the beginning in 86. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. during 86, they recorded Still Weeks, Still Wills, sorry, Still Wills, and that got to number two as well. Wow. So they're still top, 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 top. five every album yeah. in the 80s. That's good going, that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, regarding their singles in the 80s, how well did they do? Let's see. Let's go. 1980, Emotional Rescue got to number nine. Oh, okay. Bit of a slow one. And he's got a very high voice in this. I was like, oh, look at you go. Also 1980s, She's so, so Sorry, also 1980, She's So Cold got to number 33. Ooh, yeah, that one weren't up there with me. It's very instrumental. Simple lyrics, okay. bit bland. Okay. Uh, my favourite, for, for definitely of theirs of the 80s, the one I mainly know, 1981, Start Me Up, got to number seven, and that was their last top ten to date. Oh, okay. Um, well, Start Me Up, I recognised. It's got a good beat, gets you moving. It nearly was my favourite, but as we know, I try and have a favourite of something new. So, Okay. 1982, Going to a Go-Go, number 26. Okay. It's an upbeat tune. It's just a bit repetitive. 1983, Undercover of the Night. Just outside the top 10, number 11. Oh, no, I didn't like this one either. It was very rock. A bit too much for me. 1986, Harlem Shuffle, number 13. Okay, this was my favourite. Um, very upbeat. Gets you moving. Like, it's just a, a feel-good song. Not too rock either. And then 1989, Mixed Emotions, number 36. Whoa, see, I liked this one. There's more singing. It's got more in it. It's more meaningful, like a bit more of a, not a serious song, but a song song, not just sound. Okay. Moving on then to the Gibson Brothers. Yeah, well, I had a great time with these. They're up well. I'm like, they're a bit of disco, aren't they? They've got to be. They're a fun band. They they want to get you moving. They give you holiday vibes. Like, it's a bit cheesy. Um, there was only three. Like, why, were, why didn't they do more? Um, I think these started in the 70s as well because they're very 70s looking. They're colourful. Um, it focuses on the dances and routines. They're quite memorable, their videos. Like, they're quite random in the sense of memorable um i want to know whether they're brothers and Aoife wanted a shout out with this one because she found the videos funny and cool she enjoyed these okay so the gibson brothers was chris frank fort on vocals mm-hmm. patrick frank fort on drums and alex frank fort on keyboards they Why were formed in the gibson <laughs> I, I wish i could that. tell you i was because 
Um, as you'll find out, well, well, I'll say it now, even though it's at the end. So Patrick Frankfort has has died. But it says, Patrick Frankfort, known as Patrick Gibson, died on April the 4th, 2020 from COVID. But I don't know why they're called the Gibson Brothers, because it wasn't them that come up with the name, as you're about, as you'll find out. So they were formed in 1976 from Martinique in France. Oh. Or I think it's a French island rather than in France, I think. I might be wrong. Um, and they are Euro Disco. So Disco. Bolsey, because from Euro, it's called Euro Disco. Um, so they were three brothers, originally part of the group Philansters, formed by Jean-Jacques Goldman, uh, the current highest grossing living French pop act. Or pop oh, rock act. What they are? So, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, this is Jean Jacques Goldman who formed Phalansters that they were Phalansters that they were originally in. Um, then they formed the group Martinique Express, obviously from where they were from. Um, and then after being spotted by record producer Daniel Vanguard, they changed their name to the Gibson Brothers. Now I don't know why, and as their name isn't Gibson, where the Gibson connection comes from. I really don't know. That's um, so random. But, yeah. Um, and the first, as I say, the first time I then come across anything to do with Gibson was when, obviously, as I say, Patrick Frankfort, known as Patrick Gibson, when it announced his death. And he's probably so, only known as Patrick Gibson because he's in... Because the, of being in the Gibson Brothers, yeah, correct. Not actually so why, why call Gibson. your band a name that's nothing to do with you yeah. bearing in mind we've already spoken about danny wilson and how people thought danny wilson was a member of the band and it actually was a noose around their neck um calling it this name um yeah. didn't actually exist and well, i was really waiting for you to say like blah blah gibson and blah blah yeah, gibson. yeah. No. and i was expecting that when i wrote it all down but no oh, when i researched it so yeah uh, so okay. they recorded their first single, Come to America, in Paris in 1976. And along with its follow-up, Non-Stop Dance, both made the charts throughout Europe. Oh, so they started off well. Yeah. And as far as I know, the two other brothers that obviously are still alive are still performing. Hmm. So they are still, like the Rolling Stones, they are yeah. still going. Oh, that's... So they had two top 10 singles, one top 50 album, um, which was their only album released in the UK, um, which was 1980s on the Riviera that actually got to number 50. Ah, so that makes sense why there's not more. Like when I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I suppose because they've not been released because they're France. They're fr yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so they're, they're as far as, and as you say, there wasn't a lot of singles either, although. You know, they're obviously very um, successful in Europe. Yeah. Um, so 1979, mm. Cuba got to number 41. However, it was re-released in 1980 as a double A with Better Do It Salsa, where it got to number 12. Mm. So that is Cuba and Better Do It Salsa. A double A in 1980 got to number 12, whereas the original Cuba got to number 41. That's why you've got Better Do It Salsa as well. So actually, in effect, they've 
only got two songs because this was an A with Cuba. When it's a double A, it's hard to know which was the single that was promoted, I suppose, at the time. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing as Cuba had already nosedived, whether they then re-released it because it done well elsewhere or Better Do It Salsa was then the promoted single and yeah. obviously Cuba was with it. I don't know. Boost Cuba's sales. But Cuba was just a fun song. Felt You felt good at what you got your move in better do it salsa is very very catchy again fun you want to move to it and when i first listened to better do it salsa i was in the car doing my first listen and i legit thought they were singing cruella de vil salsa <laughs> the way they sing it right. it didn't sound like better do it it sounded like cruella cruella de vil salsa <laughs> where it's better do it it's a, it oh no like I couldn't get it out of my head and I was driving and I was like what why are they singing about Cruella Deville what am I listening to and then I saw it I was like they're not they're not it was a legit misheard lyric but I couldn't mm-hmm. get it out of my head um Better Do It Salsa was my favorite as well okay so maybe that was the promoted single um for that double I a it was yeah it's the better one okay and then in 1980, Mariana got to number 11. Okay, again, sing along, feel good, upbeat, gets you moving. They were just a fun band, as I've already said. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to Air Supply. Yeah. Um, so, less songs again. Um, it was a very weird week this week, Dad, because I've had so little compared to what I've had the last yeah, week. Yeah, which is probably why I missed them. They're not, they weren't really successful or not i suppose they were one hit wonders maybe you know if we'd had a one hit wonder maybe these would come into that you know but as you just saw with the gibson brothers they had two top 20 yeah singles three but it's a double a um but yeah two two um of their sing release singles although one was a double a so you got three songs uh we're in the top top um 20 the rolling yeah. stones you had two in the top 10 yeah. so you know it's um, charts obviously but yeah. yeah it was just very bizarre um but air supply i went with pop rock i think they're a big band didn't see them much though like when i did get a glimpse of them i thought oh there's a lot of you but i can't tell you what they were wearing or anything um i saw them in one video and i thought they looked 70s looking so again i think these are quite early 80s um the two songs sound similar that i had like they're quite slow songs um i recognized both of them yet had no idea who these were and they've got a really good um vocalist so because I only had two and I was intrigued to see whether they did any upbeat songs, I listened to two more. So I listened to Making Love Out of Nothing At All, which I've half recognised. I recognised the chorus, like the beat to it and the like sound of it. Um, not an upbeat one. Bit of a serenading song, I want to say. And then I listened to Power of Love, You Are My Lady. I recognised that one as well. And I was like, how on earth have I never heard of Air Supply? There's four songs that I've listened to, two that you didn't even give me. And I've recognised, like, all four-ish. Mm. Um, 
but again slow so they weren't really an upbeat group or any songs that i found anyway so air supply were graham russell on guitar and russell hitchcock on vocals they were formed in 1975 in melbourne victoria australia now a soft rock pop rock group band uh, the duo, which were formed in Melbourne, consists of Australian Russell Hitchcock and Englishman Graham Russell. Oh. The duo had a succession of worldwide hits, including eight top five hits on the US Hot 100 Billboard chart. Oh, and those eight were Lost in Love in 1979, All Out of Love in 1980, Every Woman in the World, also 1980, the one that you love, number one in the U- in the US wow. in 1981. Here I am, 1981. Sweet Dreams, 1982. Even the Nights Are Better, 1982. And Making Love Out of Nothing at All from 1983. So as you can see, just from me reading out those eight songs, there's a lot of love. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought that when I was like... Because I had All Out of Love as one of the songs anyway. Then I listened to Making Love Out of Nothing of All and, and Power of Love. And I was like, all right, yeah, that's why they're not upbeat, are they? They're love songs. Mm. So their highest charting studio album, The One That You Love, reached <laughs> number 10 in both <laughs> Australia and the US. So they're big in the US, so maybe they didn't yeah. really bother releasing over here but what i'm shocked about is i say that i didn't see them much when i did see them it looked like they had a whole band like a big like they looked big yet they were so i think they did use like i suppose session musicians yeah yeah but they weren't uh, you know because they were obviously changing they weren't really part of the group um so in the late 1970s the duo relocated to los angeles um and the ARIA, the Australian Recording Industry Association, inducted Air Supply into their Hall of Fame in December 2013. So that had been the Australian Hall of Fame. Air Supply recently performed at Hard Rock Casino in Sacramento, California on July the 20th, 2023. They will be performing. Sorry, will air support? <laughs> yeah, it must be will be, or it, I've wrote it down and it should be 2022 because <laughs> t- 20th would have been. No, no, it could have been. No, hang on. We're July are... 2023. January, it... January. Oh, I thought it said July. No, January. I was thinking it. we haven't got to that, but it's the 29th. Obviously, it'll be later when this comes out. Um, oh. So no, definitely um, they yeah. So it seems like they performed the other week. Wow! So they're they're still going, going. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, hats off to them. But they're obviously very big in America and still doing their bits in America. We're not really going to hear of them, are we? Well, in the UK, they had one top twenty single. Oh. No albums. No albums. Over it. No album. Oh. So. Um, Two songs I gave you, 1980, yeah. All Out of Love, number 11. Oh, so only just out of the top 10. Um, recognised it, like I said, I recognised all their songs. Slow, love song, but it's a sing- sing-along one. 
Not bad. And then the other one I gave you, just to make the numbers up, was 1982's Even the Nights Are Better. It only got to number 44. But of course, it was my favourite. <laughs> ah. well, the, Ameri- the Americans loved it because it got yeah. into the top 10. Wow. Well, uh, top five, sorry. Top five. Five. Oh, wow. Well, again, I, this one, the reason this one was my favourite, because my notes on it are very similar, like I recognise it, sing along, it's slow. But this one, kind of like, I think I heard the voice a bit more and I was like, oh, they're very talented. With the vocals. Moving on to Rush. Mm-hmm. So we're back in rock. Um, but I think this week has kind of shown the varieties of rock you can get. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I know we have that every week, but some weeks are quite similar. But this week's reminded me that not all rock's bad. Um, again, I feel like these started early. Um, the vocalists had quite a wide pitch that they could do. This one, I think, is a big band, big-ish. Um, and I'm wondering whether there was a female in the band at some point or whether they just had a featuring artist because on a couple of the songs there was a female vocalist. Um, and again, these, like Rolling Stones, got better as time went on for me personally. They are typical rock stars, not many videos, you know, they have the mullets, dark clothing, and one of them was a bit Ozzy Osbourne looking. So I was like, oh, do, do you like a bit of Ozzy Osbourne? But it depends when they came. Um, and they just play around with effects on their videos. Like they make, they get their single people, and in one video they just had their single person flying around, which obviously weren't real. They had just moved that um video of them and overlapped it so rush had several lineups uh since forming but the lineup during the 80s was alex lifeson on guitars and synthesizer geddy lee on vocals bass and keyboards and neil peart on drums So they were formed in 1968 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And they are a progressive rock, hard rock group. The band were formed in 1968 by guitarist Alex Lifeson, drummer John Rutsey, and bass guitarist and singer Jeff Jones, who was almost immediately replaced by Geddy Lee. So pretty much from from when they were formed... um, Alex Lifeson, still in the group in the 80s, and um, Geddy Lee, who pretty much joined them in 1968 after replacing the original uh, guitarist. So that's two of them. So it's only the the drummer that um, has changed since since, um, when they were formed to the 1980s. Yeah. So John Rutsey left the band in 1974, and was replaced with drummer Neil Peart. Uh, The band were known for their musicianship, complex compositions and electric lyrical motifs, drawing heavily on science fiction, fantasy and philosophy. The band's style changed over the years from a blues-inspired hard rock beginning, and then 
later moving into progressive rock or prog rock as it was known and then a period during the 80s of heavy use of synthesizers obviously because that was what the 80s were uh, before returning back to their familiar guitar driven hard rock and then their final work from 2012 onwards so we're talking recently marked a return to the progressive rock Oh, okay, so they've played around quite So they literally went yeah. from um, the blues, the, the um, blues-inspired hard rock, so guitars. Mm -hmm. Then they moved into prog rock, yeah. progressive rock. Then they had a little period with synthesizers because obviously, you know, 80s. that's, that's how not? the 80s was, or at least the beginning. And yeah. then they went back to their guitar-driven hard rock, and then they ended with the prog rock kind of full circle didn't they so yeah so the band was inducted into the canadian music hall of fame in 1994 and the rock and roll hall of fame in 2013 we don't hear much about that rock and roll hall of fame anymore you know no well, quite nice when it comes up because we'd moved on from the early days of rock and roll so you got to remember we've gone back to the 80s with these yeah yeah or oh, back to 1980s should i say sorry yeah like um the band ceased touring at the end of 2015 and in january 2018 lifeson announced the band would not continue so okay. literally but they lasted quite a while though yeah um so neil piatt uh, died from a type of brain cancer on the 7th of January 2020, aged 67. So they'd already obviously retired by then anyway, but yeah, just unfortunately never, got yeah, never life. got really any life after. Um, the band sold 26 million albums in the US and insiders of the industry believe the band sold over 42 million in albums worldwide wow so they were quite big yeah it's weird when they're but like i hadn't heard of them we've not heard of them yeah. because they weren't big in england then it's, i think i was gonna the say it's then in the us isn't it yeah that's where in canada so yeah. rush have been awarded 14 platinum and three multi-platinum albums in the us plus 17 platinum albums in canada meanwhile in the uk they had mm -hmm. one top 20 single and eight top 10 albums it's not bad no and when you listen to where these albums finished you'll you'll see that you know 1980 permanent waves number three mm. 1981 moving pictures number three 1981 exit stage left number six 1982 signals number three 1984 grace under pressure number five 1985 power windows number nine 1987 hold your fire was number 10 and 1991 roll the bones was also number 10 so you know their their um, albums were actually getting in like the top five 
yeah. I mean, it's not one, two, three. There's four albums there in the top five. So, but yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I was around at that time. I never have heard you... of them. Oh. But I, you know, funny. obviously listen to their songs and recognize some of them. Some of them. So yeah. Um, so on their songs, 1980, Spirit of the Radio, number 13. Okay, this was upbeat. It reminded me a little bit of Video Killed the Radio Star, like with the message behind it, if you know uh, what I mean. Like just yeah. and the video kind of linked to it as well. It's quite a good song. Okay. 1981. A double A with vital signs and a passage to Bangkok that got to number 41. Oh, okay. Well, vital signs is more rocky and it's a big contrast to spirit of the radio spirit of radio and then a passage to bangkok is very catchy but i can't always understand them like it's quite yeah a bit hard so then 1981 the live version of tom sawyer got to number 25 and you thought that might have been a number one that was but because the reason i went with that one it's not my favorite or anything because that one because i watched it live as well because it was the live version just the way that people were reacting to it and reacting to them i thought oh they might be a bit bigger than i like thought so maybe that one was a big song do you know what i mean so maybe if i didn't watch the live version or it weren't a live version i wouldn't have or maybe there was one um for me it was a lot of instrument input quite a few solos so it was quite yeah a bit too much okay and then 1982 new world man got to number 42 however 1983 is re-released as a double a with yeah. countdown and got to number 36 oh okay so new world man like there was some odd sounds in there and i don't know whether that was maybe now you said they use the synthesizer whether this is the time that they were using it um bit quiet though the actual whole song and countdown had a long intro and there's not much body to it and when i watched the video i'm like did it have something to do with a rocket because the video was to do with like like you had someone talking and interrupting the song and i was like i don't remember this when i actually listened to it but it's all to do with like a rocket blasting off like a, a, a countdown. The countdown yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering whether it was used or don't know, but yeah. Mm. Okay, 1985, The Big Money, number 46. Ooh, I like that one. Had a good beat to it. It was catchy. What a bad one. 1987, Time Stand Still, number 42. Ooh, this was my favourite. It's sing-along, it's got good lyrics, got a good beat. It's quite a good all-rounder. And then lastly, 1988 Prime Mover, number 43. And I thought this was a strong end for them. I was like, strong song. It's got good balance of the um, instruments over with the vocals. I thought it was a good, a, a strong song, but not to the Maybe people. that just shows how popular they, they weren't in over here. The fact that yeah. they haven't got a top 10. Um, they've yeah. only got one top 20. Um, other than Tom Sawyer at number 25, the rest of them are in the 
either just uh, scraping inside the top 40 or outside the top 40. Yeah, yeah, which shows mm. why they wouldn't bother doing much more yeah. over here. Okay, moving on to Sad Cafe. Yeah, so I went with rock or country rock. Um, again, wonder whether these were an early amount, early group. Um, I feel like all of them come from the same album just because videos, there was um, like where you could choose to watch like the actual video or videos that I just made and the album cover was there there was always an option of an album cover one and they all had the same album cover so I don't know unless but I didn't click it to know whether it was a greatest hits or whatever but um it's slow slow rock it's like the rock's very subtle in there but it's definitely there and they like their long intros to get their instrumentals in. Um, when I saw them, they're typical rock stars. They've got a nice pop of colour with them and they all look similar to one another. So they look like they're all related. So Sad Cafe were Paul Young vocals, Vic Emerson keyboards, Lenny on saxophone, Michael Byron Hahir on guitar, Ashley Mulford on guitar, Dave Irving on drums and John Stimson on bass. Um, John Stimson was with them till 1980 and he was replaced with Des Tong. And then Dave Irvine, Irving left in 1984 and was replaced on drums by Jeff Siapardi. Um, Ash, now, the weird, this is a weird one. This The guitarist sort of swapped. So you had Ashley Mulford from the founding um time um and he was a guitarist from 1976 to 1981 then michael byron her hair between 1981 to 1984 then mulford returned until 1989 and then byron her hair was back for 1989 to 1990 okay so they kind of were like a tag so, as i say yeah so they were formed in 1976 in manchester they are a soft rock group. Okay, that's why I'm like, this rock's very subtle then. So the band was formed as a result of two bands coming together, Mandela oh. Band and Gyro. So the founding members were Paul Young on vocals, Ian Wilson on guitar, Vic Emerson on keyboards, Ashley Mulford on lead guitar, John Stimson on bass and Tony Creswell on drums. Okay. So the name comes from the Carson McCullers novel, Ballad of the Sad Cafe. I did wonder about their name because yes. it's like a bit depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so Harvey Lisberg, who managed 10CC, he arranged for the 10CC member, Eric Stewart, to produce the band's third album, Facades, Facades, Facades. Facades. I'm no good. Yeah, F-A-C-A-D-E-S. That's the one that I kept seeing. Uh -huh. So it's an anagram of Sad Cafe. So it is. So it is. So... At Stewart's co-owned Strawberry Studios in Stockport, they recorded it. 
Um, so Stuart named the studio in honour of his favourite song, Strawberry Fields Forever by the Beatles. Aww. So that's where the Strawberry Studios come from. That's so cute. the Facades album included Sad Cafe's biggest hit, Every Day Hurts. Okay. So the group split up in 1990. However, the band reformed in 1998 with most of their 1990 lineup. However, after the sudden death of lead singer Paul Young in 2000, the group disbanded once again. Can't do much for our vocalists, though, no. can you? So, um, Paul Young was also a member of Mike and the Mechanics from 1985 until his death in 2000. And he was best known for the lead vocals on Mike and the Mechanics' All I Need is a Miracle. Oh. Look at that. So the band had one top 10 single and one top 10 album, which was the Eric Stewart produced facades at number eight in 1979. Facades. So, yes, so it wasn't even in the 80s. No. 1970, and that was their third album, remember? So, yeah, and their most prolific. Their biggest album. Which means that their biggest hit that I gave you, Every Day Hurts, yeah. was actually outside the 80s. It was 1979, and it got to number three. Ooh, and that was their biggest. That was their biggest hit, and it was in the 80s. Yeah, well, it's quite a sad song. But then it slowly picks up like, as you listen to it. But, yeah, a bit depressing. 1980, Strange Little Girl, number 32. Headbopper, it's got catchy lyrics. Quite easy to listen to. 1980, My Oh My, number 14. Now, it takes a while to get into this one. Um, like, like Everyday Hurts, it picks up as it goes on. But, yeah, it took a while to actually get into it and get the beat going. Still in 1980, La Dida, number 41. Oh, this was my favourite. Just got something different to it. It's really catchy. Like, it, it got stuck in my head. That's a good one. I didn't even make the top 40. Well, of course it didn't. <laughs> and then also in 1980, so you think that's it. They're, they're, their Matt. main hit are 1979 <laughs> yeah. to 1980. Well done, guys. <laughs> So, I'm in love again, number 40. Oh, so this was fast paced. It gets you moving. Nice upbeat one. Okay. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Oh, and sweeten it. Yeah. So, all I need to know now, really, is um, to find out whether you are influenced or not by these, these um, groups that weren't really seen as. Big big They weren't really on the landscape of the 1980s. Mm. So the Rolling Stones, obviously, are oh, not as we've pointed they're out. Big, they're they're, 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 they're in the 19. They're more nine. They are 1960s, but they had some hits in the 80s, and we've already yeah. said that we will Always try and increased. cover everyone. Yeah. Uh, the Gibson Brothers had two hits, and they were both 1979 stroke 80. Yeah. Uh, Air Supply two hits. 1980-82. Mm -hmm. Rush, 
one hit real well, two hits one in outside the top 20 but number 25 and then one inside the top 20 at number 13 and then as we say sad cafe two hits That's one me. was in 1979 yeah and the other one in 1980 was number 14 so yeah, yeah they're not they weren't groups not that big, spring to but... mind as being 80s yeah. and as i say i i you know the reason you're doing it now is i hadn't thought about them when we was doing the 80s but then you know that funny, music is? is totally different from the music that obviously I know from the anyway. 80s yeah. when you had Gary Newman, OMD, yeah, video, well, even Video Killed the Radio Slash. Well, even Cars were both 1979, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. they, they started what but was still, to become the 80s music. Yeah. yeah. But do you know what's funny? That when we would have done Mike and the Mechanics, Sad Cafe didn't come up then. No, no. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Rolling Stones, you didn't influence me. I'm just that I don't know. I've never, as much as I've known about them, I don't think I'll ever be a Rolling Stones fan. It's just not my type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, Gibson Brothers, you did though. I enjoyed those. Like really like those. Air Supply, you did. And I went off and listened to others. Now, as much as they're all love songs, I think I'd have to be in a certain mood to listen to them. But I did enjoy their music. And I recognised it all, or most of it. Um, Rush, like Rolling Stones, you didn't. But again, it's just not my type of music. There's a couple in there that I might listen to again, but they don't really, they're not one that I'm going to go back to, really. Um, And Sad Cafe, you did. I enjoyed them, too. Maybe I liked the slower songs this week. Yeah. Well, yeah. three out of five, I'm not going to complain. No. Take it. I wouldn't complain with just one out of five, to be honest. Because uh, <laughs> they aren't really... If it, if it was the other way round, you know, it would be, yeah, much different um, to what you liked. I liked that there weren't as many songs as well because it weren't like... As much as I would probably prefer more, because then it gives yeah. me that coverage of them, it was quite nice to just kind of have it contained mm-hmm. and not have it too wide, you know, when they start experimenting with different sounds and whatnot and it throwing me. So, yeah, it was quite nice to just hear them as zen. Not okay. Too hmm. So, again, another episode next week of song well, bands sorry, that I missed out originally. Yeah. Um, so, are you ready for your groups? Yeah. Okay. Change. Okay, no. Stiff Little Fingers. Bit odd, but no. Sky. No. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd? Yes. Yeah, I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Mobiles. Nope. And pig bag. No. <laughs> so they are the groups <laughs> next week. Change, stiff little fingers, sky, pink Floyd, mobiles, and pig bag. <laughs> okay. okay. We've gone to weird names. We've not had that in a while. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I will send the songs over to you 
And um, we shall discuss them next week. We shall indeed. Yeah. Right. Well, on that note, I shall say good night, goodbye, and, um, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, thank you. I'll speak to you next week. You will. Bye, Dad. Bye.